With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000 year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Greetings and welcome to Windows in Your Mind, brought to you by the Law of Attraction Radio Network, the work and genius of our beautiful jewels. This is Parisha, your host of Windows in Your Mind, a present time journey into the imaginal realm of reality. This show encompasses the wonders of who we are, a humanity of divine origins. Present time brings us to new frontiers of an intergalactic conversation. And we, beloveds, need to know what's being said. We're looking through a window into the evolving of consciousness, seeking, exploring the mysterious nature of the illusion we call matter, energy, space, and time, and how we individually perceive and measure the experience of it. Join me today on Windows in Your Mind as we explore a broad range of topics in the discovery of our place in the cosmos. We explore the realization of a quantum as the bridge and coherence as our reality. As we reveal and validate the wisdom of our ancient beginnings as time before time and ancient futures, we exist in the field of infinite possibilities. So let's explore. Hello, fellow star seeds. We're going to talk about all that on today's program. So get a beverage of your choice, get comfortable. And let's journey into the windows in your mind. It's a great time to be in the earth. Yes, today we're going to actually cover some of the exciting things that I've been up to. And one of those things is being here at uh, a huge gathering of nations powwow in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It was been it was been running since Friday, which is April twenty third through the twenty fifth. And we, we've attended the sessions as well as had a lot of talking and visiting people and getting in touch with people had seen for a while. And it's just been an extraordinary event. First off, it's like, why is it so important that uh, I came out all the way out here for this particular event? When powwows usually aren't what I attend. Usually I'm involved in more ceremony or ritual or, a, you know, a, a more focused, I guess, a healing time. So I wanted to attend this particular one because 
first and uppermost, it's definitely one of the yearly events that gets a lot of attention in mass society as well as amongst the, the nations and various peoples of Native America. So this was the 32nd annual International World Celebration and the Gathering of Nations. And uh, it usually has had a very good attendance, but this year it was above and beyond. I mean, there was pretty much around seven or 8,000 people, and we had 700 nations represented here. And, you know, people might say, well, for a big event like that, you know, that don't sound so extraordinary or whatever. But the point of the, that we, as indigenous people, uh, seem to have almost private or secular kind of uh, lifestyles in as much as people do pretty much their own thing and not, uh, I don't want to make it sound like we're anti-social, it's just that uh, in sharing the particular traditions and customs of various indigenous people, there seems to have been over my lifetime of observing this many, many closed doors, okay, and that the people are not so much in agreement. Well, not only has that not assisted what I consider uh, maintaining and honoring the traditions that are very important to our world, a history that brings in a whole lot of influence that usually is not discussed. I mean, you know, when we look at the particular government of the United States, it's based on the Iroquois Confederacy. What does that mean? It means there was native government manner of, of, of organizing and ruling something, and the United States picked it up. And since we're such a powerful young nation, one would have to say that could have had a lot of influence. I believe with all my heart that it did. But when we come to trying to uh, be united in, in native nations and that, and the Kamsi and a few chiefs in the past has tried to rally the native community together to stand together in a unified force. And it just has never really come to be. So when we come to actually being here at this powwow and being 700 nations, 700 nations, and in some cases, even if they are of the same uh, ethnic group, that they live and do things different than that particular group of people does. So it causes a great sense of separation. And uh, I think all the elders and as many gatherings and ceremonies as I've attended over the 74 years, I hear a lot of elders try to bring this to the attention of the people. And I really don't know that I know Native politics and uh, Native traditional living enough to have an opinion here. So I'm going to be very light on whatever my particular reflections are on this. While being raised in very much under in the influence of Native uh, traditional living, it, it, I have learned and accepted that mine was different and probably... Every other person in any other nation thinks that way, you know. So we all have that sense of how that we kind of have that closure that uh, we live in our own little bubble. So when we come to this and we know that to get this kind of event off the ground, that we needed actual participation 
from 700 different nations to do it. And I mean, we had people from Canada. We had people from all over the particular North America. We had people uh, from Mexico. You know, we had the Aztecs. Um, you, you just had people from every place it could possibly come. Okay, let's just leave that right now. We start trying to name them all. We could be here for a while. But anyway, when we look at that and I watched that, people were talking to people. And what was even more exciting is that this whole powwow was supported by very, very high numbers of youth. Yeah, we had adult participation, no doubt about it. Beautiful, beautiful uh, dancing. But then the the young people, I mean, young people, like, you know, below 25 and somewhere around three, four, and five years old, the beautiful seeing the little ones in full regalia, keeping step, I mean, keeping step in, in harmony with the movement of the adults and everything. It's just, you know, it just makes my heart swell. I mean, I just couldn't get enough. I just kept cheering that on. But then to, you know, the greater message of that when you're out of the thrill of the moment and everything is just looking at it and realizing how wonderful and reassuring that is that the little ones are out there dancing. And as I moved around and watched and talked and observed and did, you know, my little social thing, I was so taken by hearing the young people and the excitement and the value that they were putting on their being part of this event and they're their holding their traditional dances. And they were talking to other children from other uh, ethnic traditions, okay? And there was no ugly. There was just real excitement. And then, and, you know, like young people are, it was like, oh, yeah, well, that's cool. Well, you know, we do it this way, but that's cool, you know? And, uh, and knowing and what was extraordinary as well as young people knowing the meaning of what they were doing, you know, what their regalia meant and why they do particular steps. Like, you know, whilst we all pretty much do about five to seven variations of the steps and uh, particular means of dancing, okay, uh, they, they are the same and, you know, very much speak of the people and so forth and on. And definitely that we have a particular way of dancing that honors uh, our, our very our wise and senior people. And so basically just watching this this week or this weekend just unfold, you know, just become part of, of uh, watching this healing, this enormous healing take place. I become so aware that after a while I was sitting there and uh, I mean, when we first walked in and got seated and everything and they opened, they have a beautiful procession and everything. And, and when those drums started and the people's feet hit the plaza, I cannot give you the words to explain the rush, the excitement, the, the every cell in my body responding to that. And realizing that, you know, once once you've been involved and you've danced, your feet can't sit still. You know, and I began to realize that as they were doing the various steps of the different uh, 
styles of dancing we do that, you know, my feet were moving right along with them. And just, it just brings you the, those drums and the people's bells and stuff just brings you into a moment. And in that moment, it's timeless. It's endless. There's no depth. There's no height. There's no width. It's just everything. And just sitting there and realizing how very, very much I love ceremony and ritual. And it's like uh, someone had asked me, you know, what what how would I define ceremony and ritual? And I said, I can only say to me, it's like making love. It has, it builds, you know, it has its momentum. And then it comes to such a place of climax and such a state of just pure bliss afterwards. You know, it's like for me, uh, everything is ceremony. Everything is ritual. You know, when you get up in the morning and you have a particular uh, way you get through doing what you have to do, you brush your teeth, you take your bath, do your hair, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? It's all ritual. And for me, the ceremonies, to be in ceremony is to is so rewarding to me because it's it's close to the creator. It's in that moment that there is nothing else that's got my attention. You know, I am totally, totally just, you know, emerged into that presence. And that's what happened here when those drums started and everything. I mean, though it's a powwow, and yes, I'm totally aware that it's for entertaining, and yes, there's going to be competition and everything. It's like when you hear the drums, you can shut all that out. When you're watching the dancers and you just look at the beauty of what they are creating as they dance. You can forget about the performance and you can forget about the competition. You know, it's just it's just that. And I realize how very, very much I love this tradition and the way of our people. So anyway, coming back to some reality here, getting that all in and the procession starting out and watching all of those representatives from those countries, I mean those nations, actually being there and being with each other. I watched them not only shaking hands, but hugging and talking and conversing and, like I said, moving around and eavesdropping on all these conversations and and seeing elders sitting together and talking about, you know, uh, they'd see one of the children dancing or some of the young people's performance. And then they would ask the person sitting next to them about, you know, this, this, or that, wanting to understand what what would be different from maybe their own way. It was so rewarding. And watching the healing of that. And because I was sitting with the elders, what was so rewarding is at the end of the event, which was tonight, uh, watching them all hugging each other, them all relating to the fact, you know, they they have emerged into each other's world and lives now. And it was so wonderful to hear them saying, you know, we got to keep in touch now. And it's just like, okay, that's what this is about. This is why I came this distance, is to make sure that I was present to see that so many, many years now since I come out into the world on my own and and watched how dispersed and how alienated the peoples were, how on some of the reserves you've got maybe six or seven families that are doing uh, sun dances 
and they talk so bad against each other. They talk so unsupportive, and, you know, they they fight very hard to convince a person that their dance is the only real dance and the only true tradition and blah, 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 you know, and recognizing why we as humans do things like that, it only, you know, makes my compassion for it greater. But it's still like it has divided and separated even within their own boundaries. So to see them come and come the distance that all of them did to be there, and I mean there were thousands. You've got to check my Facebook because I got some photographs. There were thousands of dancers because they usually let all of the dancers, uh, even not just those who compete, but dancers, dancers that came there to be supportive to the event. You know, there's always a reasonably good amount that's present. They were they they were like ants in this huge arena. They were like ants, and the dancing and then that heart drop. You know, every one of them being in sync with those drums. <laughs> I mean, it was something else. Okay, and then to see that, and then to see the size of the audience. I mean, the place was filled from one, one bench to another. And it's just like uh, you had all of the dancers in the audience. There were so many. There were so numerous, okay? They were in the uh, audience, you know, getting their regalia on and had to, like, set, take a little section to where their families were there to support them, to put, you know, make sure that they had their regalia on, everything was in place and everything. And then they go in and they kind of do their thing, as as their category is called, and then they come back and maybe they'll take off their headdress or whatever. And just watching how everyone around them was willing to do something to help. Uh, you know, they would something would drop and somebody would pick it up and then say thank you. And then there was sort of like the uh, inquisitive mind that kind of saturated everybody by saying, you know, and, and what peoples are you? And people sharing, you know, what nation they're from and what particular tribal affiliation they have and just watching how that just become the whole hum of what was going on here and like I said every time the children danced and you saw how how strong their heart was it's like for me knowing that it has now turned that corner and that the young people are leading, and they're leading from the fact that they're seeking to have their rightful place in this earth. And it was just totally, totally rewarding. The music and the drumming was fantastic. They had drummers there from all these different nations. So they actually had to, like, take turns playing for each dance uh, competition and that so that they all got to obviously get acknowledged and participate and that was fantastic to hear all of that going on too. So I could only say to somebody, if you weren't here, why weren't you? And how great it was to be here. And regret very, very much with my heart that you weren't. Because this was a one-time event and definitely a turning point for a world of people who are so spiritually deep that they've almost forgotten themselves. Uh, the drug traffic, the alcoholism, and all the things that, our people have suffered with trying to 
just numb themselves to not deal with the, the desolate uh, feeling that they have or the depression that just won't go away and the lack of hope that the young people have. Uh, the highest death rate amongst our people is, is uh, younger than 25. And it's like, so when you see all of this coming about, it's just such a time. And I have, uh, every year, every ceremonial season, every day, four times a day, I have prayed for this day to come to fruition. And to be here and live long enough to see it is just a reward. I have no words for such a thanksgiving. But I also know that as I watched here and was reflecting to all of the busyness, like before we would actually go to the powwow, then I'd be on conference calls and taking care of the usual things and keeping, you know, my activities in the world moving and realize that this kind of stuff, this kind of healing is taking place all over the world where people are no longer shut off from each other because they totally depend and have given all their control over to somebody of government or some leader of authority, okay? But that people are talking to people and reaching to people. It's happening all over our world, either through earthquakes or weather changes or, you know, economic pressures or whatever. While we would say we're in trying times or really turbulent times, you know, it's all bringing us to a place of where we now have to get closer together and we have to take care of knowing ourselves and knowing what's going on around ourselves and in our world. And for me, that's the sign of the time that we're in and the sciences that have been shared and the wisdom that has now begun to take seed. And that's a happy thing. That is such a happy thing. Yes, the challenges are there, but they're going to be there. You know, again, I remind you that you have a left and a right brain. So inside our own thinking process, we're constantly in the state of resistance and confusion because you've got left side saying and looking at things from this perspective, and you've got right side looking at it from the other perspective, and then there's the conversation between each of these going on inside of you to where it's like it's not an easy fix. So you totally surrender to the fact that you know this is going to happen. I love it because uh, when I'm working with uh, uh, Fred Allen Wolf stuff in one of his books, Mind Into Matter, he actually discusses the fact that we have to have resistance or nothing materializes. And that that's guaranteed to happen because of the left and right brain hemispheres. And so then we know that that's all in place. We don't have to create it or change it or whatever, but then we do have to give credence to it and acknowledge that, okay, I know that when I make this decision, I'm going to have to face the challenges or the opposite or the objections and not let that be an omen that says this is wrong, but to actually see it as, okay, this is very right. And I like it because one of the, traditional influences I have is that I was raised to accept that if there wasn't a challenge and there was no resistance, then whatever it is I was trying to do didn't have any meaning or impact or wouldn't have any outcome. So resistance, well, that was fantastic because that says 
that there's going to actually be something materializes here. And it makes me put on my thinking hat, think myself through this, and, and actually resolve, you know, to, to quiet, to bring quiet to some manner of thinking and just putting it aside and realizing how very, very good I have gotten with that. It's no longer taking time out from whatever I'm trying to solve in my thinking to now give that time to trying to resolve the fact that I'm in contrast and that left and right brain is not having, you know, mutual feelings here. So basically that's come from a lot of self-reflection and the journey within my own consciousness. So I'm sure that I'm not alone in it is all I'm saying is that we come to these places to where we feel the division, this, you know, the challenges, uh, maybe a little bit more than what we're up to, but then all the same, regardless of whether it takes us out of the moment of success that we're looking for or not, the success is that it will surely show us what we weren't ready for or what we need to do now. So when we have such consciousness and such change going on in the world, you know, I just find that very exciting. Like I said, I, I'm not trying to make light of anyone, should any of you listeners be having complications with your economics and so forth. And my heart's with you, and I'm hoping that a lot of the stuff that I teach and bring forward will help you through these times and that you see that there's nothing wrong, that if we just take right and wrong out of the situation that we just handle, then whatever it is and whatever comes up. So are we capable? Yes. And will we have the success that we want? Yes, stay focused. Stay with it right out the way, okay? And that that's what's happening today. And like I said, I love it because as far as I'm concerned, it's the young people that are speaking up, you know, uh, when when you see how serious, the, like when I was watching how they performed and how serious they were in their performance and, you know, just just being very focused right there. I mean, you know, you know the attention span, or at least we think the attention span of a young person is very short. And now these dances went for more than five minutes. So these these people, you know, these very, very young, precious people had to have all those coordinates and moves in, in memory. And to see them do that and to see them loving it and seeing them like moving with the music the same as I'm feeling it, they're feeling it, the whole, you know, the whole uh, thousands of people are feeling it. And in that moment, that is a huge, definitely a quantum leap of consciousness. And all that based on beauty and appreciation, respect, wisdom. You know, each dance has its meaning. Each particular move in the dance has its message. You know, and to just know that all that's going on. And then, like, for me, just knowing that uh, I'm sitting there in it and I'm sending energy that's being produced right here out to all the many places that have, you know, been part of the conference calls and there's been an earthquake here, there's been a, you know, situation there, that, 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 that stuff. And to bring them into the harmony is to then allow, allow me to actually have the experience of just being there with them, you know, just 
for that moment to, to be the comfort that they're sinking to give them the feeling of not alone. And all that's very possible. And especially when you're in such a huge collective as what this powwow was and seeing, you know, how coordination and how practice and how focusedness and all the things that's required for a person to be a good performer is all happening in that particular moment. It's very easy to take the generosity of that and move it to those places that need and uh, did a lot of that today. You know, that that was just wonderful to just empty into uh, the universe, the whole flow of the cornucopia, all the love and all of the things that's going on. It was just absolutely beautiful. But when, you know, I look at that and see the ordinary everydayness that what we do in our routines, that it was present there, that, you know, I, I definitely was had the feeling of kinship all around me because all of these people are dedicated to whatever it takes to make sure that those particular dances and that particular uh, message and the dance is kept, you know. I mean, these people keep up with their practices and and the synchronization they show shows just how much they're into it. And like I said, in the grandeur, oh my gosh, the magnificent grand regalia was just awesome. So anyway, that's basically where I've been spending quite a few hours over the last couple of days and loving every minute of it and very happy then to know I'm going to have this time with you. We're in a really wonderful place when we look across the world and see everything that is taking place within the many countries that are making decisions and realizing that the old patterns and the old ways aren't going to support us that now the natural changes of earth and environment are not something that we can put aside any longer and ignore. You know, everything's going to have to have its time and consideration, and we have to find solutions on how we're going to work with that and how we're going to get through that. And uh, when people come forward, many people here kept coming forward and saying, you know, Grandmother, what are the prophecies? What are this? What are that? And to say everything's on time and that we're right where we need to be is my truth. I mean, I don't say that to appease anybody or to make light of anything. I truly accept that, that everything that's happening, be it uh, some of us may feel a little pushed, uh, not prepared as we would like to be on this, this or that, it's okay because it'll still all come out that we, you know, in exploring ourselves and what we are in the universe, we have to accept the fact that a lot of these answers and a lot of these things that we need, a lot of the things that are going to take place, whether we like it or not, are going to happen. And that what we need to do is simply allow ourselves to be a part of it, to participate. And how do we participate? Well, we open ourselves. We open ourselves and we learn and we read and we study and we come to higher truths. And uh, when we think of that higher truth, one of the things I think and often goes through my mind that everything is as it is, will be, and was. So things 
things don't just pass away in time. Every moment remains with us within the very memory or the very flow of our mind so that when we are thinking of other things and even in attending something's beautiful at this event, we are still full of ourselves. We're still full of our environments, our particular things in life and so forth, the, the things that are going on. And it's it's those things that actually have to go through the transformation and change that we're in. So I'm very, very, very happy that we have the beautiful shows like this and all of the work that Jules and the LOA team does and the things that make sure that we keep on the leading edge of whatever it is that's actually up-to-date sciences in the development of brain as well. And to know that wherever you're at and whatever particulars are going on in your life, that it's not because you're worse than any of the rest of us or that you're better than any of the rest of us. It's just what you need. It's just perfect for whatever your particular condition, situation, or possible lifestyle is. And to take it in that way, that it's natural and that it's simply going to be bringing on the particular things that you need is a whole new powerful way to accept things and know that it would not be yours to do if you didn't have the intelligence to handle it. So one of the things that I insist on with associates and students that I work with is that we're constantly learning and constantly working, reading books and listening to different programs, going to as many events as we can get involved in and everything else. Just keep the information coming in. And, it, and you know, the acceptance that's in the great multi, multi yeah, can't say the words, multiplicity <laughs> of, of life that we actually see, the oneness that we're in. So the multiplicity of, of everything, the, the enormous numbers of things that are going on, and however extremely different that might seem, if you're just in the state of observation, you start seeing that it really is one. I did that in the event, knowing that there was this huge contrast of people who up to this time did not particularly affiliate themselves as being part of a people, just, you know, their own nation, their own little corner of the reservation. But as they watched all of the performances, and not to say they were redundant because each one added something original of their own to the base because the base of particular things in the dances are the same. But feeling each time you looked at them that it was the person that was doing the dance that was going to give you give us the difference, the uniqueness that they brought. And it worked, it does. And it didn't didn't, you know, make you feel you're sitting there watching the same thing over and over again. Not in any way did you have that feeling. It was just wonderful individual, perfect performances, but with the natural base of how it used to be carried out. So then as you start to watch that you watch how the people are, of, uh, you know, affiliating with their own oneness and then how everything is actually experiencing in itself as oneness. And that's basically what we need to do. And, and, and I know in science, uh, one of the principles that I like to work with is the principle of, uh, you know, complementary. And it says that, the, that the, our physical universe, you know, can never be known as independent of 
of an observer's choice of what to observe. And moreover, these choices that we have fall into two very distinct or complementary sets of observations. And uh, the term for that that we use is observables. So that observation of one observable situation always precludes the possibility of simultaneous observation of its complement. And that complement can be an opposite. I won't get into a lot of the real heavy stuff on that, but, you know, that complement can actually be the opposite. Uh, how many of you love the nights with the stars and all of the grand uh, displays of the moon and all of its cycles? You love it. I love it. But then we wouldn't have that if there wasn't day. So, again, to remind you that we live in the world of duality. We have a brain that has, you know, two different hemispheres in it that is in contrast with each other constantly. So, you have to start doing away with this is right and this is wrong or, you know, this is not the, the best way or whatever. You have to just look at it. Let it be individual. Handle it. You know, let it be complementary in as much as uh, it's, it's showing its opposite already. And it's only in the consideration of those two opposites that we actually experience the outcome of that oneness. And it's just really a high to be on. It's a fantastic high to be on. And when we are actually looking at what it's going to take to change our world and to put ourselves in a place of where we are actually in more control of our world. We're going to have to learn to look at confusion because that's the natural state of everything is chaos and be able to put that single focus of intent and order in that will allow everything to fall in place and have a flow. And no matter how many times that you say you've done that and it hasn't succeeded, it doesn't matter. Keep doing it until it does because it's the only thing that finally works. And then it puts us into that uh, science tells us that the oneness that we have and the thoughts that we have are universal, that none of them are really our own. And I, <laughs> when I hear that... When I first got into that, okay, first off, it's like, okay, I, I don't think I'm reading this right. So I would go back and read it. And it was one of those double and triple reads before. It's like, okay, that's what it's saying. You can read it here as long as you want, but that's exactly what it's saying, you know. And then so it's like, okay, so there are no original thoughts. There's not this. There's not that. We're, you know, we're actually in universal thought. Everybody is thinking this at some level. And I'm still realizing that some of you probably don't grasp that. That's okay. That's not my point. The point is, is that no matter what it is that we're doing and no matter how we may not be getting the best results, it's all within the divine order. And it's all the, the, the outcome of it has already been decided. And so when we look at that, like like I've shared how excited I was to be here and see the wonder of how wonderful it is to see all the peoples together. 
I realized today, sitting there in that program, that I was observing and witnessing a whole turnaround as to native life and to uh, get, get, you know, to just get to see that in, in my time and how much controversy and inner politics and just crazy politics that uh, territories had already ex- explored and had gone through was like, holy cow. And to, you know, actually see this happening, it's like to say, this isn't just here. You know, this this is universal. And to realize that as we lift ourselves up and as we study and we learn, each one of us, we're lifting all others. You know, it's not just it's a one-person effect. We're lifting all others into ourselves. And it's that that tickles me and excites me and brings me to a place where, you know, you keep the radio going and you keep the programs going and you just keep coming and sharing your little story and where you're at and what you're doing because you love the people that you know that are listening and to know that somehow or another they love me enough to fit you fit me into your day. And all of that's that's the value of what I want life to be. It's where I it's where I want to be. It's what I want to have in my life. We live where we think and life is of our own making. And we exist in the field of contrast and duality. And on saying that, then we have to begin to sort out how we react and what we bring on when we do and allow that to become complicated and confused. When we take the fact that as universal beings, health, wealth, and happiness are part of that birthright, then we have to come back to saying it isn't the government, it isn't the global leaders, the elected leaders, it isn't about any of them. The only leader that's going to lead yourself into any success is going to be yourself. And that you're what you've been praying for, you're what you've been waiting for, you're what you've been hoping would show up, and to know how capable you are and how magnificent you are to make those things happen and bring them about in your own way. That's what it's all about. I've watched how young people who have not so much the luxuries or the particular play toys or anything else that maybe mainstream children have, but they were into their regalia and their dance, and they had it together in spirit. And the joy and renewal that they bring into it is just something that I hope that I'm transmitting and sharing this event with you through the media radio. So with that said, I'm going to bring it to close because I'm still in the midst of all of that and need to actually take care of a few other things. So we may have a couple of minutes on our hands here and throw in some music or whatever our engineer feels we need to do because we we have not used up the full hour of which we have available. But I want to bring it to close by saying to you that everything that comes in our life is the story that we write and is unfolding in us. Make your story a happy and a beautiful one. And I could only hope with all my heart that what I have had in the sharing and the awakening of what I've seen over these couple of days here 
in Albuquerque at this powwow, that there would be a gathering of all nations globally that would come together and have the kind of joy in the sharing of what we have done here today. And meanwhile, I'd ask you to stay plugged in, stay tuned in, and definitely join us on some of our reading programs in the various places that I go and talk and play. And meanwhile, know that you're loved, and I look forward to our next adventure in particular subjects of our liking and exploring here on LOA. See you soon. Thank you for spending your precious time with me. In life, all we will ever do is exchange time for experience. I am with you always and live as memory in your beautiful minds. Hear me on the winds whispering, all good things. Love you. Have a great week and I'll catch you soon. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.